Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. Hey folks, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we'll be hearing music and interviews with three terrific musicians who are dedicated to replicating the lively music you would have heard on the radio back in the 1920s and 30s, Bill and the Bells. No matter what your musical tastes, you're going to love the way they breathe new life into early country music. Also, I'll be making my weekly visit to Mark Jones down in the vault to hear a fine tune from the archives. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. What began as a project to explore the space created between hillbilly and urban music, between vaudeville and downhome, has arrived something entirely new. Bill and the Bells offer a contemporary re-imaging of a bygone era, a vocal-centric performance that breathes new life into the sounds of early country music. When they visited us last year here at the Ozark Folk Center State Park, we were amazed at how well they captured the sound and feel of early radio. Here's a sampling of Bill and the Bells. Thank you.
know, I've been listening to country music and bluegrass music, old time music, blues music, all this southern vernacular music. And forever, I feel like I was meant to be down south where music comes from. Um, so for me, initially, there wasn't that much of a shock. Instead, it was just excitement to finally be where I thought I should be. Well, the music has a way of communicating a lot of cultural knowledge, I think, right? It can kind of familiarize your, yourself with a place that you're not familiar with in some ways, right? So it's a little bit like an introduction to a place. Yeah, and I think as someone who's played traditional music for a while, it's, and we were just talking about this on our drive here, it's, it's still pretty special to be driving through an area and realize that all the place names that you drive by are related directly to these tunes and these songs that you've been playing, and that I'm still not quite over the, I don't know. The... To actually connect it, and you're, you're playing this music that has reached people from generation to generation. When you're outside of it, it's hard to really relate with that and to have it sink in, but then when you're there and you see it and you're around it, it's a whole different thing.
city is a special place. I think it pulls a lot of musicians from all over the country. It's a, it's a special place historically. I mean, musically there, there's an intense and really rich musical heritage. And I think we all count ourselves lucky to be a part of that. Um, and also uh, East Tennessee State University has their bluegrass old time and country music studies department there, um, which also brings in a lot of musicians from all over the place. And some good music venues too. I know I was, I wasn't living in East Tennessee or even in the South, but I met Chris and Kalia at the Down Home on Main Street in Johnson City. The yeah. Down Home is legendary. Yeah. They just celebrated their 40th anniversary. Yeah, we just played yep, it. We just played at their anniversary show. Also, a big part of it is Johnson City is uh, in a very central part of the region. So, you know, a lot of musicians are obviously in, in central Appalachia, but Johnson City's smack dab in the middle of that. So musicians who might be over in Mount Airy or Galax, musicians who might be in Chapel Hill, they're, John, they're coming through Johnson City because there's music venues, because there's the program, uh, and there's a thriving uh, music scene. So it's a good place to be. My dreams of childhood, all the world seemed fair. When I see a wild wood, flowers everywhere. When the twilight shadows bring their sweet regret, then I wander back again. I've been making up my mind to find a place that I used to know By the old Ohio where the shy little violets grow I've been waking up to find I'm dreaming dreams of long, long Somebody who is longing to be true I know she's waiting there still When I look into her eyes They tell me what I'm longing to know Oh, no.
is something um, that I think is really pivotal to Bill and the Bells and our music is the idea of, you know, searching out old tunes that that most that a lot of folks are not doing, um, and and reshaping them and to fit into the model of music that that we're that we're structuring, which to me I think a lot of people think it sounds old. Fact of the matter is, a lot of what we're doing is not really traditional. We're we're taking a very new approach to these old tunes, and you know, doing trio vocals uh, with often male lead, female uh, harmonies behind it. That didn't that did you don't find too many recordings like that back in the day. In the way that we're the way that we arrange is very different. It's very modern uh, compared to some of the some of the things that we're borrowing from some of the actual recordings and songs that we that are influencing us. regional music and especially when you're looking at old time music there's there's a bunch of different ways to play it and there's people get informed by the area by by musicians who learned from musicians of a certain <clears throat> county or a certain region um, and southwest virginia east tennessee 
has has the thing all all to its own, and uh, it's it. You, there's a lot of folks to still learn from who learn from some of the old timers, and so it's a really special place where that tradition is is being uh, preserved, but not only preserved but celebrated. And uh, there's pockets all across the United States for you know folk music, quote unquote, and. East Tennessee and Southwest Virginia is one of those very special places. But there, I, I do think that there's a number of places in the, in, in the South and in the West that, that have those kind of special places. Johnson City, Tennessee artists Bill and the Bells playing some pop music from the 1920s and 30s. In that set, we heard Work Don't Bother Me, I Told Them All About You, Where the Shy Little Violets Grow, and The Old Lonesome Blues. During this break, you might want to roll the rug back and put on your dancing shoes, because after a visit with Mark Jones down in the vault, we'll be hearing lots more from Bill and the Bells. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Every week about this time, I head down to the vault to visit with Mark Jones, who generally always comes up with some interesting recording from the past days here at the Ozark Folk Center. Let's let's see what he's got for us this week. Hey, Mark. Hey, Dave. Well, by golly, here you are again. Good to see you down here. Well, it's good to be down here. <laughs> I don't know where I'd be if I wasn't down here. You know, I was thinking about uh, all these recordings you've got. I mean, we've got hundreds and hundreds of shows that we've recorded since, what, 1973. Who did all this recording? Well, actually, the first sound man was a feller named Aubrey Richardson. I remember Aubrey. When I first came down to this area, Aubrey allowed me to stay 
at a trailer that he had. Uh, I just moved in with him. Jana was going to Jonesboro to college uh-huh. at the time, and me and Aubrey spent a lot of time together, and I just I am so proud of that, and I learned so much as far as recording and as far as you know running sound for the show. That's right. I should point out that you, Mark, are the sound engineer for our shows now. You've done a lot of sound engineering actually over the years, haven't you? Over the years, I have, and uh, I was really lucky to get to hang around Aubrey and uh, learn as much as I could. As I recall, he was a pretty fair musician. Aubrey is a good musician. Plays bass and uh, banjo. He's a great banjo player. The other day I found a recording of Aubrey playing banjo on the show. Have you got it here where we can listen to it? I do. I set it aside over here. I thought you might enjoy hearing it. Bunker Hill. Good old fiddle tune. Let's listen to it. Mark, that's good. He was a good banjo player. That's the old Fralin banjo, too, huh? Old Fralin banjo. He had a Vega Vox, and it was a good-sounding banjo. Yes, it was. And who was playing backup for him there? Well, Robert Gillahan was playing rhythm guitar. Mary Gillahan was playing Spoons. Ah, my two bandmates, Robert and Mary. We call her Spoons Gillahan. Spoons Gillahan. You know, Mary told me that... uh, the way the spoon was invented, somebody was playing music around the fire one time, and the, the the spoon flipped out of their hand and landed in somebody's soup, and they picked that up, and they went, you know what, you could eat with this thing. That sounds like Mary. That's right. Hey, look, uh, Mark, thanks a lot for uh, introducing us to Aubrey Richardson, a fine sound engineer. Thank you. Bill and the Bells play alongside America's top country and roots music artists as the house band for the historic radio program Farm and Fun Time, presented on WBCM in Bristol, Tennessee, which also carries Ozark Highlands Radio. Lifelong musicians Chris Trolson, Grace Van Hoff, Kalia Yeagle, and Carl Zerfus share a rare musical connection. Their deep love for the music they play is obvious in this set, starting with a hot old-time fiddle tune, the Magnolia One Step.
pretty exciting. Uh, Radio Bristol, which is housed in the birthplace of Country Music Museum. We've got, uh, we're doing a whole bunch of programming centered around early country music. I'm so thrilled to be in, in the radio realm. Um, to me, radio is an incredibly important platform that's really underused in, in, as far as I'm concerned. And to be able to reshape what radio means to folks in our region, which it was such an important platform for so long, to, to be able to bring that back and bring some vitality back to the radio is really exciting. So we have a lot of live programming that's, that's, that's really great that I'm thrilled about, including bringing back a show called Farm and Fun Time that was a really important variety show from back in the 40s that played on WCYB, which was in Bristol, but it, it reached like a six state area. Um, so we're bringing that back among a whole bunch of other programming surrounding old time music and country music. I think people need radio, it survived, but it's also so important to our social fabric and in, you know, as far as not only bringing uh, the day-to-day -day news to folks, but to really make people feel connected to everybody in their area. It, it, nothing else can do that like radio can.
Yeah, so that, the moniker birthplace of country music, it's a pretty large statement. And obviously there was a lot of music before the Bristol Sessions in 1927 that were very, very important. The reason it's called the birthplace of country music is the idea of all these things happening at once. So the idea of uh, the commercialization of, of hillbilly music, Jimmy Rogers and the Carter family, the Stonemans, they recorded there and they had great commercial success, much more than any of the artists prior. Uh, so there's that, there's the electric microphone was first time used in Bristol, uh, so the quality of recordings was, was much better. And then, of course, you had uh, this amazing location recording that not only was Bristol, it was local, but it also had all these artists from all over the states that we were talking about, Kentucky, Virginia, uh, North Carolina, Tennessee. So you have, you have a whole bunch of different styles that are getting recorded in one place. So pretty, pretty exciting thing. Sad heart jump with joy. Ah. 
I just told Johnny, oh, Johnny, pray tell me do What makes me love you so? You're not handsome, it's true But when I look at you, I'm just so seems to be like more of a new thing uh, where, you know, people people are opinionated about what kind of music they play and take a great pride in the kind of stuff that they play. Understandably, I do. That sort of all in good fun kind of sparring happens anywhere people are passionate about something and are really geeking out about it. I don't think it's any different in our region or even, you know, specific to old time music. Well, what's different now is the accessibility to all these different styles. Yeah. So people can form uh, very good opinions about what style they like or what style is better than another style. When maybe 80 years ago, people probably didn't care. <laughs> they just, they were informed by what they were informed by. Now we have this plethora of options. So it's a very different thing. Moon, moon, I can see you sinking low. Make me think of a sweetheart, a little girl that I love so. After I wander all night through, wondering if you think of me. While I'll be lonesome thinking of someone, I'm thinking only of you.
some vintage tunes from Bill and the Bells, the Magnolia One Step, the Man Who Comes Around, Oh Johnny, Oh Johnny O, oh, and the Carolina Sunshine Girl. Don't touch that dial, because after a short break, we'll be playing more good music from these excellent musicians. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. At the foothills of the Blue Ridge and the forefront of old-time music, Bill and the Bells continue to further the music traditions of their region. From sentimental southern ballads to popular songs of Tin Pan Alley to regional fiddle breakdowns, a Bill and the Bells show is a celebration of the diversity country music once represented. Let's close out this week's show with more songs from Bill and the Bells.
idea of the diversity of what country music once represented uh, is really important and I think that I think a lot of the majority of country music listeners probably this is an assumption but probably aren't familiar with how diverse country music actually is and was and it's really important for us to try to represent all the different facets of it because there's just so it's such a rich rich genre of music and I mean really to me, I consider blues music, country music. I consider some of the early jazz, ragtime stuff, early country music. So you have all these different things that cross over into the quote-unquote country music or hillbilly genre, which is a, is a huge, vast, underrepresented genre for sure. Uh, you had all sorts of different uh, races and, and people playing country music. As I said, I mean, I, to me, I consider the Delta blues country music uh, you have Choctaws, the Indians playing fiddle music. You've got all sorts of different people playing music, Scots, Irish, all sorts of folks. Thank you. 
trip in my airship Come take a sail round the stars Come take a trip in through Venus Come have a sail round to Mars No one to see while we're kissing No one to tell while we spoon Come take a trip in my Old-time music, I think, appeals to all sorts of dem different demographics, as you said. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think especially now in the music climate, people are really responsive <laughs> to acoustic music that, that is really coming from a place where people mean it uh, and where people have really spent time to work it out, where it's, it's not, only, not only you're playing, but you're bringing uh, a form of entertainment to them that they probably hadn't seen before. So I think you can, you can get... We see a lot of people who aren't necessarily um, old-time enthusiasts who really respond to what we're doing, which I think is, is an amazing thing. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that has to do with the songs we're playing, too. They're songs that people sometimes haven't even heard recorded in their lifetime, but they heard their mom or their grandmother singing them in the kitchen. We had a show a couple weeks back at the Down Home. We did this song called Oh Johnny, and this woman in the front row said, I had a boyfriend in high school named Johnny, and my dad used to sing that song to me, and I hated it, and I thought he made it up. <laughs> when I grow too old to dream, I'll have you to remember. And when I grow too old to dream, Love will live in my heart So kiss me, my sweet And now let us part And when I grow too old to dream Your kiss will live in my heart
part of maybe why we're so attracted to this music and I think maybe why it appeals to so many people is because there's something about it that that feels familiar, right? Even mm-hmm. if you haven't heard it before. Like, this music used to be so popular and used to be listened by so many people. And and I think we're trying to, to touch on that a little bit, right? And, like, yeah, explore what that means to play music that feels familiar even when you haven't heard it before. And I think, I think it kind of jogs an unconscious collective memory among people, whether they've heard it or not. It's old, familiar music. music it's music that people play right so it's music that people would be playing whether they were in front of a microphone or not they'd be playing it in a living room or on a back porch or um you know just wherever they are because it makes them feel good and it reminds them of something that they miss maybe i don't know folk music is music of the people yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's exactly what folk music is. It's music of the people, and that can mean a lot of different things. I like to describe the music that I grew up playing and listening to as folk music, when in fact it's a lot of different things. But it's all music that people are making because it makes them feel good and because it connects them to other people. And it's usually music with some kind of legacy or that creates a legacy or is, yeah, the product of one. 
You've been listening to one last set of tunes from Eastern Tennessee retro musicians Bill and the Bells. They played When You Wore a Tulip and I Wore a Red Red Rose, Airship, When I Grow Too Old to Dream, Pal of Mine, and Tired of Me. I hope you enjoyed this week's show as much as I did. They sure knew how to write a song back in the last century, didn't they? If you plan a trip to visit us here in Mountain View, Arkansas, drop us a line and we'll set you up to ring the cowbell that launches our evening program. And you might even get a tour of the vault. For Ozark Highlands Radio, this is Dave Smith. See you next week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. Arkansas State Parks, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. And by Stone Bank, with deep roots in Mountain View and a deep respect for those who preserve our heritage. More information about what it means to bank Boulder is at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.